Hello, and welcome to AARC Perspectives, where we talk with members of the respiratory care community and learn about their experiences caring for patients and building the profession. I am Doug Lair, Chief Operating Officer at the American Association for Respiratory Care, and I will serve as your host for today's episode. Since 1947, the AARC has been leading the effort to advance the respiratory care profession and promote high-quality, cost-effective, patient-centric respiratory care. The respiratory care profession is ever-growing and evolving thanks to dedicated respiratory therapists around the world. Today's guest is Mr. Adam Levine, a respiratory therapist and ECMO specialist at Hartford Hospital in Connecticut. Adam is a marathon runner who will run a virtual Boston Marathon to raise monies to support those in his community who have suffered from COVID-19. Please enjoy my conversation with Adam. So good afternoon, Adam. I'd like to welcome you to today's AARC Perspectives episode. How are we doing today? Good afternoon, Doug. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me on on this Thursday afternoon. Yeah, so we're really excited to to learn more uh, about you and about this really important cause that you're go- going to be running for. So, and and we'll get to that in a second. But you are a respiratory therapist, and I I, I say this is my my softball question. We'll tee it up on a tee for you, and just so we get you a little bit comfortable into the podcast. And so I was hoping that you could just. Tell our listeners today uh, a little bit about you, who you are, where you work, that sort of thing. Yeah. So my name is Adam Levine. I live in Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, I'm in the Northeast of the United States. And I work at Hartford Hospital. It's a level one trauma center uh, and located in our capital of Connecticut. I have been there for about five years. Very good. So how long how long have you uh, have you been a respiratory therapist? So I've been a respiratory therapist just about 10 years. Um, I first started at a couple small community hospitals, uh, just trying to get my feet wet, uh, just trying to figure out what avenue I wanted to do as a therapist. I had an opportunity come about where I took a new position uh, as a respiratory therapist at Hartford Hospital, which is a, a major inner city hospital, uh, level one trauma center, where I am um, exposed to all different types of cardiac surgeries and traumas and you name it, I've seen it. And it's just a great place to uh, learn and continue to grow. So primarily you, you're you in an acute care hospital, I assume, then taking care of adult patients? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the hospital I work at is 18 plus. Uh, it's just for adults. You know, it's an inner city, um, but we get, you know, the sickest of the sick patients that come to the hospital, you know, just because you're 30 minutes away doesn't mean you're not going to come there uh, just for the a great level of care that you will get at the facility uh, from doctors, you know, that are world-renowned and surgeons that are wonderful. Yes, I've actually worked uh, in an inner-city hospital myself once earlier in my career. And when you are in an inner-city downtown hospital, it's almost like, uh, especially your ER, it's like you've got a big neon sign that just draws <laughs> those those people in. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so you're a marathon runner, and you are going to be running for an amazing charity. Not really a charity, but for charitable purposes. Yeah. 
You know, I've been a runner for a long time. I wasn't always a marathon runner. I've run kind of, uh, I ran in high school a little bit and um, track and kind of just always enjoyed running. Um, I did a lot of sports that involved, you know, um, endurance such as um, skiing and tennis. And, um, you know, I always like to be active and I just always enjoyed running. And I've been running marathons for about five years or so. And I've done them. Uh, this will be my fourth one. And after the year we have been through, there was an opportunity to um, the Boston Marathon, which is usually held in April. They've decided uh, due to concerns to hold it in October. They shortened the field size. When I say field size, just the amount of people they will allow into the Boston Marathon. And they gave people an opportunity to run it virtually. Now, virtually is wherever you live. I live in Bristol, Connecticut. So I'm going to run actually a 26.2 mile course from my house in Bristol to where I work at Hartford Hospital, um, eventually 26.2 miles away. And when you run this, so it's interesting when I saw that you were running this virtual marathon and I almost envisioned in right. my head that you would be running this on a treadmill or something to that effect. But uh, so this so, is fascinating. Uh, yeah. So I'm really trying to um, Hartford Hospital. They're my <clears throat> sponsorship. They're my they're my, you know, where this is going to. So they have what they created, a COVID-19 fund. Now, what does that mean? That means that there are raising money and have collected money throughout you know the last year that will basically go to you know anyone kind of in, impacted by um, COVID nineteen, and I wanted to kind of create a fund as well with them, and hopefully all the money that I raise all the money I raised will go to uh, anyone who was impacted by COVID um, family uh, medical costs. Um, you know, there's still some gray areas, but all the money will be donated to this fund and um, Hartford hospital will help those people that, that need any uh, additional funds. So I am, am I understanding correctly that this is, is this serving the community or is it just the patients and employees yeah, of Hartford? No, no, it's the community. Um, I, I said it, it's still very new and I'm just still trying to figure out, you know, the logistics of this because it's just, I was like, Oh, this is going to be such a great idea. Like, but then it's just, you know, you know, in Hartford hospital and um, the people I've been working with there and myself and my managers, you know, we're, we're all, we, it's just, we went through a horrible year and I just thought, not that I haven't done enough already and my staff and my amazing colleagues haven't done enough by trying to, you know, keep each other safe and treat these patients with as, you know, best abilities we can. But how can I give back just a little bit more and raise some money for this COVID-19 fund? So, so you're running to support the community, the patients of the hospital, the yeah, employees of the so, hospital who suffered from COVID. Yeah. And I've, um, I live near a few hospitals, some communities, some larger ones, and I'm going to run by them. And not that, you know, it's just to show respect. Um, you know, like I said, this is just truly a Hartford hospital thing, but I really, you know, we, we all dealt with this pandemic, you know, you know, people first said, you know, like, you know, the frontline heroes, but you know what the people, the school teachers, the stay at home, uh, moms and dads, the, you know, 
Some people got laid off of jobs. I mean, I mean, we all dealt with this pandemic, you know, one way or another, but still really is a community thing, but just trying to just raise awareness and just give back. Sure. How, how was it as a respiratory therapist in your <sighs> hospital during the, during the pandemic? I know it was horrible yeah. everywhere, but some, some yeah. spots got it worse so, than others. Um, Hartford, Connecticut, we're about an hour and a half, uh, give or take, from New York City, which basically was where patient X was, you know, when the first COVID case uh, potentially came over. And we slew, we saw New York City just, you know, just get wiped out. Um, you know, their their numbers were just, um, I think, like it was like up to twenty thousand or forty thousand patients, you know, of COVID in the hospital. So, you know, with our relationship to New York and Boston, you know, we're right at Harvard Hospital, and we got hit really hard. I know a lot of patients, a lot of the hospitals got hit hard, but I mean, I think at one point we had, you know, first when COVID came about you know, it, it was so scary because, you know, first we're all learning about what is COVID and uh, what does it do? And, you know, with the whole um, lag time of this, you know, the 10 to 14 day in- incubation period and whether you show symptoms or don't show symptoms, you know, who have you already spread it to and, and who already has it. And, you know, the testing sometimes wasn't, wasn't great. It was taking a couple of days to get you know, oh, you know, this patient is COVID. And so it was really scary. Um, like I said, um, I work for an amazing respiratory department at Hartford Hospital, and I have some great supervisors and managers that made sure that we didn't get sick. You know, um, we were provided uh, respirators um, that we wore, new masks and um, equipment just basically every day and just made sure that we were treating these patients as safely as we could and as best as we could um, without getting their others sick, bringing it home to our families. It was some long, dark days and nights. Um, you know, for the first few months, I think we first saw our first case early March or so uh, of last year. And it stuck around till about May or so. And then we saw the summer lull. And uh, you know what? It was, it was really, uh, a lot of people had some traumatic effects from it just because what we saw before just wasn't anything we were used to seeing. Our one practice at first was uh, we intubated everyone that basically was in respiratory failure with COVID because that's what we were told was the right thing to do. And it would be the, the best effective uh, of treating these patients. Um, but these patients had a tough time coming off the vent. You know, patients were passing away of all different ages. We saw, you know, people my age, you know, who had no, no history. And it was just really sad just to, you know, do this. Uh, then the fall came and we saw an increase again. But, we you know, that we heard that the vaccine was coming out. Uh, we had a little bit of a spike in the fall. Um, same precautions, same measures. I was vaccinated right before Christmas. I call it my Christmas gift. Um, I felt like it, uh, the weight was lifted off my shoulders because I felt like uh, there was end in, end in sight, which I couldn't be more happy for. Um, you know, as a respiratory therapist, you sign up for everything. Every day is different. That's why I love my job so much. And when COVID came, we were all in to treat these patients. And it was uh, an amazing, I'll never forget this experience. Um, I hopefully nothing ever comes like this again. But um, it was definitely, a tough, it made you a better person. 
it made you to figure out what your weaknesses were, what you were good at. And I think every, it made everyone a better respiratory therapist in general. I can hear the emotion in your voice when you talk about Sorry. this. So I, I, that's okay. I can, I can totally appreciate and thank you for for doing what what you do and what you did for 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 our country and and for your community. Yeah. So let's yeah. let's move on to yeah. um, to something a bit more positive. Yeah. Uh, when when is when is the virtual Boston Marathon that you'll be running? Yeah. So uh, the Boston Marathon said you know their uh, official race is going to be on Monday. They always do it. It's usually a marathon Monday, which is in April. Uh, but now it's going to be on October 11th. Is actually the official Boston Marathon. But Boston Marathon said, hey, if you're going to do the virtual Boston Marathon, uh, do it between. October 8th and October 10th. So it's like the Friday through Sunday. I'm doing mine on October 9th, Saturday. Okay. So, so you've still got quite a bit of training oh, I know. Yet, so, yet between now and then. Yeah. So uh, people are like, oh, have you started running? And, and when it comes to doing a marathon, I mean, I, I always run, I'm always logging the miles, but it's, um, it's, you know, I was trying to figure out on, how to do the fundraising part first. Um, and I, you know, I just started doing this about, uh, I've been doing the fundraising part about two months ago and I've raised just about $7,000 from my hospital colleagues. Um, from, I've had a couple of newspaper articles written on me. So, you know, the word's getting out in Connecticut, which is I'm very happy for. And now it's like, all right, now I got trained for the marathon. And so I'm trying to juggle both roles because, you know, it's really important to raise this money. And then, um, but it's so great, you know, whether I raise money or not, the support, the encouragement um, behind perfect strangers, family, friends, colleagues, you know, they're like, oh, you know what? I can't run, but I'm, I'm going to be there with you. You know, like I'm going to meet you on that course and, and cheer you on. And, and that's just like, you know, that's you can't ask for anything better, you know, so. So what what does training for a marathon look like? Especially, and I'm assuming you work full time. So how do you yeah. how do you do that with a full time job? I uh, so I have a um, full time respiratory therapist. This is my only job, but I also take care of two beautiful girls. They're five and three. They're wonderful, and I'm married to a great uh, woman, uh, Kristen, who is a nurse um, locally, and. You know, my training, it varies. I run at nine o'clock at night. I run at four o'clock in the morning. I am usually pushing the kids in the straw. They're almost done with school. So it'll be, it'll be a three of us. Um, they'll be my, my running partners for the summertime in the heat. We get a lot, it's humid up here in Connecticut in the summer, you know, it's just logging the miles and, and eating right and, and exercising and, it takes a good 16 to 20 weeks to properly train for a marathon. So I'm about 17 weeks out. So I really started to kind of focus on this and, and get my body acclimated to uh, running the 26.2 mile route, which will probably take about four hours. Now, usually when I run a marathon or a half marathon or a little road race, it's supported by food, drinks, you know, uh, participants that are cheering you on. I think this run might be a little lonely and um, I'm going to do a lot of the self-funding myself, self-supporting. I'll have a backpack uh, while I run um, through the streets of Hartford and Farmington and Bristol. And, but it's going to be a great event. I'm very excited. Looking forward to it. What would you consider to be the biggest challenge 
as you said, during a doing during a regular road race, there's a core sponsor. They have people handing out yeah. drinks and snacks. This is going to be self-supported. What do you think yeah. is going to be the biggest challenge for you? The physical challenge or the mental challenge? You know, I it's definitely mental, and I, I can't think two things. What we just went past through uh, treating this pandemic. I mean, I, I, it just made you a stronger person. I mean your mentality is just completely different because you didn't, you couldn't, you couldn't give up to stop treating his patients. And our obligation as a respiratory therapist was to go to work and kind of just, you know, grind it out, just, just keep going. And that's really what a marathon is in these long races. And I think sometimes just in life in general is it's just the mental capacity. You know, like I said, I have hundreds of people that are going to be cheering me on and that will probably meet me on the course and, and give me a high five and, I'm not really concerned about the stamina or the strength or, <clears throat> you know, running that 26.2 miles. It's just kind of, because I know I'll be prepared. It's just, um, it's a mind game. Um, and just uh, keeping that positive attitude and thinking about, you know, when you run these runs, I've run another charity ran, run. It was through a Connecticut children's hospital. And, uh, you know, when it's something just like touches you nearby, you kind of just think about that and, and it just you just keep your mind focused. Will anybody be joining you on the course to help uh, set a mm. set a pace for you and no, keep you company? Uh, n- not at the moment. I'm trying to really just want to just run this myself and uh, just complete it myself. And like I said, I'm sure people will eventually, when the time gets closer, maybe they'll run with me for a couple miles or you know provide me some extra words of encouragement. But no, it'll just be me and. I'm sure I'll have, you know, my wife and my kids will probably be at the finish line waiting for me with, I'm sure my colleagues will be there too. And it's going to be a great day. And it's been a great um, last few months, just kind of dealing with this and, and getting the word out. I mean, I had a grad, uh, I got all the way up to the top of um, my hospital, um, the president of Hartford hospital. He heard about the race and what I was doing. And he wrote back to my manager saying, you know, this is like a, a wonderful thing and you know, what a good employee he is and to, to do this. And so that's just really nice. Sometimes people don't know what a respiratory therapist is, you know, they hear about nurses and doctors. And I think this last year, you know, you don't know what a respiratory therapist is. You know, I think that what we were the talk of for every news station and Amen. what we did. And I mean, it's, it's been, it's been quite, a, it's been quite the year. Do you have a goal for how much you would like to, to attempt to raise? Yeah. You know, I initially set a guideline for a, a goal fund of $10,000. I mean, I'm almost there. So in front of my hospital, there's this beautiful green area. There's some flowers around and there's a statue for, um, organ donation on beautiful flag. And that's, I was like, Oh, that's what I want. And I understand, you know, things cost money. And I was like, okay, well, let me try to like get like a plaque, you know, I'll raise money for a plaque and I'll be in my name to, you know, the COVID-19 fund. But you know, it's just, I know this money is going to go to a great place, whether I raise, you know, $1 or I raise the $10,000. It's just, just trying to help a hospital that I dearly enjoy working with and have been supported with. And I've had the opportunity to grow and learn uh, throughout the years. And so you said you you set a goal of ten thousand, and, and I thought that I heard you say you're almost there. Is that correct? Yeah, I've raised about seven thousand dollars in about two months. 
holy cow. And you're still quite a bit out. So I'm I still would, four months away. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that, that, uh, closing that gap shouldn't take too much of an effort. No, no. And is it not. just a straight contribution or donation or do you, do they do it by the mile? Or? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I have a Facebook, uh, fundraiser site that I've set up through Hereford hospital and and a charity through them. And I also have a GoFundMe page. And basically you just can donate any particular dollar amount uh, that you would like. Perfect. That is great to know. Well, Adam, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you uh, being on, on uh, ARC Perspectives podcast, talking about this super, super important cause. Do you have any plans ever to run the real Boston Marathon? You know, I would love to run the real Boston Marathon. The the athletes that run that marathon, they're so fast. Um, they're incredible. Uh, it's a very highly respectable uh, race. And uh, you have to have like these uh, qualifying times that I probably are maybe not too far off of meeting, but uh, getting in is probably a slim chance. But so I'm very fortunate enough to run this virtual Boston Marathon and say that I ran the Boston Marathon in the great state of Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I'll just, I'll just go with that and be happy with that and everything that we're doing. Well, Adam, just know, I know that you said that you'll have fans out on the course with you celebrating your accomplishment, uh, colleagues and friends and family at the finish line. Just know that the entire profession and the AARC will be yeah. running with you. And, um, and, I, and I couldn't be happier to be part of this you know, community of the AARC you guys set the standards and we just try to live up to them and you're our backing, you know, our, through our, you know, our career, which is great. Well, thank you for the very kind words that that's what we're here for to serve the membership and the patients they serve. So Adam, again, best of luck to you, your marathon. Hopefully they give you a nice uh, uh, Boston marathon virtual medal for your accomplishments. Yeah. Yeah. They say they're going to set a medal. It might be the, the not the exact same medal that the, the runners in Boston will get, but they say it's a, it's a close replica. You know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah. And hopefully we, we go, you go far past that $10,000 goal. Best of luck to you. Adam. Thanks. Thanks so much, Doug. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to AARC Perspectives. Be sure to check out our show notes page for information about today's episode, as well as links to our other podcast episodes. And be the first to know when our next episode airs by subscribing to our podcast channel. Until next time, my friends, keep on supporting the respiratory therapy profession.